Welcome to the second episode of the brand new Game 6 podcast. We are the Podfathers, as we like to call ourselves. I'm Evan Brewer, alongside Stefan Luciani. Hi. Today- yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into some MS NFC matchups today. Um, we'll start off with Rams-Cardinals. I mean, it's a 2 versus 7 seed. Um, we like to get right, right into it. So let's go into the Rams. Uh, you know, they're coming off a disappointing loss last week against the Niners. I don't know if you saw that game winning. Obviously, you probably saw the game winning interception. But the the crowd noise in the SoFi Stadium, it was like 90% Niners fans. I mean, I don't know what it is about, like, LA teams. I just feel like the fan bases are so, like, you know. Well, like, I think Stafford said that after the game, right? He said, it like, it actually causes them struggles. Like, yeah. they actually struggled with the sound. Um, yeah, it was loud in there. Um, <clears throat> I think this is going to be a good game to look for. This is, I, I've been looking forward to this game, to be honest with you. Um, for most of the season, and I think it still kind of has that aura around it, that this is like a heavyweight playoff matchup oh, already. A- you know what I mean? Like, the it- fact that it's 2-7 and seven doesn't really say a whole lot because the Rams are good and the Cardinals are good. I think this is going to be a good game. I'm really looking forward to this one. And they've been going back and forth with each other all season. Well, exactly, right? Um, Stafford was was good this year. I think that trade worked out in LA's favor the way they wanted it to. Now, obviously, they are all in. Like, if, if, if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl this year, they're going to be looked at as a failure of a team because of how much they have invested into just, like, making a, a Super Bowl run. Obviously, trading for Stafford, they have no picks. In the upcoming yeah. draft, they I think in the first two rounds they have. Maybe, I know they don't have any in the first. Yeah, I no, I know they have none in the first. first. Yeah. I think maybe they have one in the second. I couldn't say for sure, but the, it's uh, that's you know they, they got to win the Super Bowl. They do, yeah. I mean, and it was a gamble, I guess, getting Matthew <laughs> Stafford. Obviously, he's been a great quarterback throughout his career on a less than great Detroit team, to say the least. I guess. Yeah. Um, he threw a bunch of touchdowns this year. He did throw a lot of interceptions. He had a lot of questionable passes. Speaking of that Niners game last yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's just questionable decisions he makes. Like sometimes he just, you know, he's so talented and he's really smart, but at the same time, sometimes he just throws the ball up there. Like he, you know, he had 41 touchdowns on the season, but at the same time, he was also tied for the most interceptions on the season with Trevor Lawrence at 17. Yeah. Um, he had a great season, and and I think also going hand-in-hand hand with that is the season that Cooper Cup had. I don't think anybody was predicting him to come out. He's got, he, he has to be the offensive player of the year, right? I know, I know Jonathan Taylor has been great. I know he has, but I just think it's so much harder to do what he's done in his position. I, and I know Stafford's targeted him so many times, and he's done that with, with Calvin Johnson, like Megatron, and he owns the two... Like when he gets his, when he finds his guy, he knows who his guy is, right? Yeah. Like he yeah. knows who his guy is. I just think it's so difficult to do what he's done this year. No, fair enough. I can, I can understand that. You know, he came within, you know, it's like touching distance of, of the of the all time record, um, and then he finished with the triple crown. So most yards, most reception, most receptions, and most touchdowns. He, I can understand where the argument comes from. Um. I don't know if he's going to be Offensive Player of the Year over Taylor. Um, I can understand where the argument comes from, though. That's a tough one, actually. I, I haven't. It is. That's one that I haven't thought about as much as I probably should have in terms of which one is the Offensive Player of the Year out of the two of them. And I don't really think you can have 
you can't really be upset if either of them do win. I mean, obviously, if, and this is just speculating, if Derrick Henry, let's say, had a state healthy, he probably would have been in the conversation more so than Taylor, just because of how many yards he posted through the whatever, how many, seven weeks that he was playing. Or whatever. Well, he, he would have surpassed 2,000 yards easily. He's still, what's his ranking in terms of... I think he finished the season like sixth or seventh. It's just insane. And he hadn't touched the field since October. No, it's crazy, right? So I think the key to this one for the Cardinals, um, I know they've they've been a very shaky team. Um, Like, I know they started the season great. I can't remember how how many wins in a row it was. They They were 9-0, I think. 9-0 or something like that, right? They just, I, I feel for them, they need to limit the passing offense, which has been something that's been hard for any team to do against against uh, the Rams this year, they've thrown so they throw the ball so much. They don't really run the ball. Um, they, I mean, it's Cam Akers is back. You could make the argument that maybe he'll make a difference. They only have ten rushing touchdowns all season. Um, I think the key for for Arizona is you just got to force them to run the ball, which is also hard. I mean, in it, it like. We said last uh, in the last podcast with the Bills Patriots, they're two teams that are familiar with each other. Obviously, um, you for, for the Rams, I think the defense has been good. They haven't been what people have thought they're going to be. They have all these superstars. They acquired Von Miller, who hasn't made the huge impact that people expected him to. I, I don't. I'm not sure why people expected him to make such a massive impact it's because of his name. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, but like, I feel like it's it was pretty evident and it's been pretty evident that he's not the player he was no. you it's know, a retirement home five, they just signed uh, they just signed uh, weddle as well i mean come on like people are making a big deal about that the dude's like what 39 or something like that I, I i i never really understood that going all in for von miller because what difference has he really made for that team to take less heat off of aaron donald I but guess. that's not gonna happen but it's donald i mean he's still gonna get triple teamed every single game Von Needless Miller, to say, they, they've still been a good defense. Yes. I mean, they've they have the third most interceptions. Yeah, we, we're definitely we're definitely allowed. nitpicking here, but with a team with a defense with all those stars on, you think right? You want to? They, they should be the number one overall defense. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Um, do the Cards have Hopkins this weekend? No, they don't. They still no, don't have him. No, he's, he's done. Right? He's he's done for a while. Okay. I mean, arguably, you could say he's done for the season if they lose this well he is done for the season if they lose this week well, they're but, all done for the season if they lose this week yeah. so um, all right <laughs> uh yeah no I, I don't know i think this is going to be a good game um rams are minus four i think i think in with hopkins gone it's crazy to think that aj green has kind of stepped up and been kyler's one of kyler's top targets aj green's been good he has can you imagine if he's still on cincinnati and that that passing offense that they've had like the three, you'd have arguably four number one oh wide my, receivers. Like it, it, it's crazy. They would have three number one wide receivers, and then they have Joe Mixon as well. I think. Well, you could argue they have three now. That would be making yeah. four then, right? Yeah, and then uh, Azoma or whatever uh, the tight end. Yeah, he's been crazy good as well. It's it's crazy. I think it, for Kyler Murray, he really has to he has to step up this game. Yeah. Um, in their loss this year, or, sorry, in the Rams loss. Kyler was great. In the win, he threw two picks, and he wasn't very good. Um, he's been kind of meh since they went 9-0. and He's been inconsistent, and he wasn't what he was when they started. They started out really strong. And honestly, like Kyler looked good. Now, that's 
goes without saying considering he was favorite for MVP for the first 10 week, 10 11 weeks of the which season which is crazy since when he cuz when he came back he hasn't he hasn't even thrown for three touchdowns in any of the games since his return i mean no, he's he, rushed a lot like obviously he's, he's producing athletic, but. still but i mean he he started the season hot that cardinals team the first half of the season was hot oh, they james were Conner. good james connor has been fantastic that was getting him from grabbing him from the steelers was one of the best things they could have done and given he hasn't got a lot a whole lot of rushing yards but just goal line situations the guys well they, they turned him like, and they need to and he's clutch yeah they, he he does you know he gets what they need done done so i think they wanted chase edmonds to be that guy too this year and he went down with an injury hurt me because i had him in fantasy football mm. but Again, James Conner has just been one of those guys they've been able to rely on when there's not a whole other lot of them that they really can, especially with Kyler kind of being meh all season. Their defense, on the other hand, is something to look at. J.J. Watt is back this week, or it looks like he's back this week. Um, that was a shocker. Yeah. I was I was surprised when they said that. Right. I was like, especially when he went down with that injury. What, what do you think the odds are he, comes, he injures himself again this week? High? I pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like he's kind of old, man. Like he's up there. Has he gone he's, a single full? I don't remember the last time he finished a full season. No, he's a band aid at this point. Yeah. Um, and it's not his fault. Like he's he's old yeah. and he's playing. You know, he's a defensive lineman. Like he's gonna get beat up. Um, yeah, no. I mean, a kind of separate thing. I think TJ is going to be overall finished with a, a better career than than JJ will have by the end of it when it's all said and done yeah i think i think anyway that's another can of worms um spread sitting at more, minus four right now yeah what do you think about that um uh, I, I think that's be, a i think that's a fair yeah spread um it should be a shootout again in my opinion i think these two teams they're, they're good offensively man, they're really good games this weekend there are um i'm gonna go minus four for the rams just yeah i would take I, minus i know staff like we said stafford can make a lot of mistakes it's a, kind of a middle-of-the-pack defense. They got a couple pro bowlers, but nothing really special. I'm interested to see if J.J. Watt makes a huge difference in disrupting uh, a Stafford. But I think if he does, I mean... I'm going 27-24. 27-24. For the cards. For the cards? Yeah. Different. Yeah. I wow. kinda want, I, yeah. I can see the cards doing it, man. I, I, I don't think... St- I, I like Stafford. Yeah. I like Stafford. I see where you're coming from. I don't think he's going to do well. I think he's going to struggle. I see where you're coming from because they've been kind of flippy, floppy all season. Same with the Cardinals. They're two kind of similar teams, I think. Well, the Rams went through what? Uh, how many games did they lose straight there when they had that little midseason hiccup? I can't even remember. They, they didn't. They they looked bad. Like now, obviously, granted, teams can look bad. They can have their struggles. They can, you know, they're not going to win every single game of the season, unless you're the 2007 Patriots. Yeah. Um, well, they lost. They lost three straight. Um, to who though? Well, they lost to the Niners. Yeah. I mean, they lost the Titans, the Niners, and the Packers. So it's like, oh, damn, it's those like that teams. They, this team could have been. I mean, without those, those are two. Those are three really good teams. That Titans game though. If it's the one that that Titans game, Stafford looked like crap. Yeah, I mean, I think he had two picks. I remember, and I, yeah. he had he had a pick six. Yeah, he had one touch, um, two interceptions. That's what I mean. Like he, I I I I really do. Like I love Stafford. Um, I think he's gonna choke. I don't think he's. I don't think it's gonna be an all out failure of a choke. But I don't think he's 
I think he's going to struggle, and I think the I think the cards are going to walk away with this one. Let's move on to the Buccaneers Eagles. Um, this one's interesting. I think the Bucks have been a force again this year since the acquisition of Brady. I mean, yes guys, and no. I mean, the, the guy is never going to like. Could he play till he's sixty? You know, like there's obviously that debate. People thought he was finished a few years ago in his last season in New England and whatever. But they've won seven of their last eight matchups. They're extremely pass heavy. I think I know where the Eagles need to target, obviously, if they want to win this game. But I kind of want to know your opinion on it. I think the run game is crucial for kind of both teams. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are going to need to step up. They're going to need to shut, obviously, the pass game down. Um, But Brady has a lot of targets. Despite it, and the thing is, is like as much as obviously I hate to admit it. Well, Godwin's done too for the season. Ace gone too. So those are two of his top targets. Paramore stepped it up though. Yeah. Paramore stepped it up. He still has Evans. He still has Gronk. Um, do they have Fournette? I believe so. So, I mean, check down King. Like, yeah. He's not Baker, but still. Um, what is it? What's the, what's his nickname too? Is it Playoff Lenny? Playoff Lenny. I, I think that's Lenny? what they is came on. I think year? so, yeah. Or playoff Lombardi Lenny. Lenny, maybe. Something like that. I think Playoff Lenny. Yeah. I kind of like Lombardi Lenny. That's, that's that, got a good ring I, to it. Trademark that. No one can take that. Okay, Lombardi Lenny. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I think the Bucks weren't as good this year as I think everyone thought they were going to be. They're still good because they have Tom Brady at quarterback. But I think, like, I they, they had their struggles. And they're just, they're definitely... You know, counting their blessings that the Saints didn't make into the playoffs because the Saints are their kryptonite. Um, now, obviously, that being said, the Saints weren't great this year, but I don't know. I think I think the Eagles can put up a, a good fight. Um, obviously, they started pretty bad, two and five, but then they were seven and three after that span. They were they were a solid team, and I I'm a fan of Hurts. So am I, and I think it's also important to touch on Nick Sirianni. Yeah, because he's done such. It's it's so interesting to see the job that he's done. I mean, especially after such a bad start. And I remember seeing his interview at the beginning of the year, and he just didn't look comfortable in the way that he kind of approached it. And I feel like he, he, he was mumbling and kind of stuttering and like didn't know really. If you looked at it, you wouldn't think he, that it was a guy who. I got knew the impression at the about. start of the season, especially after they went two and five, I got the impression that he was in way over his head. Yeah. I didn't think he was ready for the position. But then, like we said, obviously he went seven and three after that. Um, they pieced it together. They figured out the philosophy that the team wants to run on. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout per se. Not like last week against Dallas, given that was against a bunch of, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? A bunch of second stringers. Second stringers? Yeah. Yeah. You see Kelsey came in for one play yeah. to continue his streak. Um, but no, the Eagles had obviously good defense down the stretch, like you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, 220 yards pa- passing in the last 10 games, 3.9 yards per carry in the rush. Those are some pretty strong. It's also important. I mean, like I said, the rush game is going to be important for both. The Eagles have had a good run game this year. And it's weird despite the names that they have on their roster, right? Like, they don't really have a huge running back name like Derrick Henry, whatever. But Hertz has run 
for a lot of yards. I mean, his passing stats haven't been great this year, uh, but he's run for, I can't even remember um, how, how many yards this season. He's run for a lot and a lot of touchdowns. I think it was like 700 plus yards and 10 touchdowns uh, he's run for this year. Um, they got Miles Sanders. They have Boston Scott, guys who you wouldn't think would be in like one of the best run offenses in the NFL. Um, I think they're like one of the only teams in like the last 30 years to run for like 170 plus yards in seven straight games, which is like some crazy stat. I don't know how, like you look at this team and you're like, you look at the running backs that they have and it's like, you wouldn't expect that they would be running for that many yards. No, but they have a solid O-line. They do. They do have a solid O-line that, you know, that creates those holes. Um, Jason Kelsey, probably one of the best centers in the game right now. Um, what was it last week? What did he, he started one play last week? Yeah, it was the very first game or very, very first, first play, play of the game, game just to stay his uh, streak, his active streak, yeah, his active which is, streak. I think, an absurd stat in itself. I like that they did that though. It's kind of like when, uh, when the Ravens, um, rushed, they were, I, can't, I think they were blowing out. I can't remember what team it was. They're blowing out some team and they rushed on like when they should have been kneeling just to continue their hundred plus rushing streak or whatever. Yeah, and then it ended the next about. week. It was like kind of karma, but yeah, it's um it'll be interesting to see. I think the the Tampa Bay run game uh against the Buccaneers uh run defense and then kind of the passing if the Eagles can um if the Eagles can limit Tom Brady in the passing game, which is kind of difficult. And, like, I don't even believe myself saying that. Well, it's just ridiculous because I feel like no matter what, Tom Brady always has a, a decent line. Yeah. He's always given the time, given the space in that pocket. He also does get rid he of also, the ball faster than He most gets rid of the ball right? faster than most quarterbacks, and he also stays in the pocket. Yeah. Like, he never leaves the pocket. Obviously, I mean, he's not the most athletic person. So I feel like his confidence in the pocket has a massive hand in it, which is something that a lot of other quarterbacks struggle with because as soon as they feel the pressure, a lot of quarterbacks want to scramble to extend the play. Brady sits in that pocket. He will sit in that pocket for as long as it takes, and that's why when he goes down, when he does get sacked so often, it's, it is. It's in the pocket. The pocket collapses, and he goes down shortly after. He sits in that pocket for as long as he possibly can, and it extends plays better than scrambling. So minus nine's the line here, obviously in favor of Tampa Bay. Um I kind of want to know what you think about that. I'm going to go still with Tampa Bay. I'm going to go minus nine for yeah, them. I no. think they'll probably win this one pretty easily. Yeah. Despite not kind of being, I mean, they they were really good in the last eight weeks or whatever. But I just I, I think there's there's it's Brady, it's uh, Bruce Arians. It's just too much for this team to deal with. And I still think they're young. The Eagles, I think, have a good future uh, ahead of them. But even in that seven and three span after they were two and five, they beat some not very good teams. I'm pretty sure they beat the Giants twice. They beat the Lions. They beat Falcons. the football team. Yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, it's just they. It's I not don't exactly know they, a high caliber. They've been list good. Of teams. They've been good in what they've accomplished over that span. I, it's just it's not enough to show me like they can beat a team like Tampa Bay. And I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay minus nine. I'm gonna say forty-one twenty-four. They're gonna need to come out of the gate hot. If they want to win this game, they're going to need to apply the pressure right off the bat because if they come out of the gate, they're slow, you know, they're sloppy. 
Tampa, Tom Brady's going to take advantage of that. If their defense is on the, like, you know, flat footed, he's going to take advantage of that. They're going to score early. And then I think if the Bucks get up early, I really don't see the, I mean, at that point, I think no chance. Just, no, exactly. It's really no chance. Yeah. I say, even if they, if they go up two scores in the, in the first quarter, I don't think there's any chance that team comes back from that. I just, no, I just, they may they may kind of score in unison with them for the rest of the game. Yeah, but there's no way they close. They that can't gap. outscore them. No, out. I, I 100% bucks bucks minus nine. All right, final game, final game. This one I'm actually very excited for. Ooh, Cowboys Niners. Cowboys Niners. Um, yeah. I'll start off by saying we talked in the last one about um, Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott comeback player of the year after their injuries. And we said we kind of thought Joe Burrow, given that he was a rookie last year and what he'd gone through, uh, he kind of deserved it a little bit more than Dak Prescott. But that's not taking away from Dak Prescott. He's still been great this year. He's a 37 to 10 touchdown interception radio, uh, radio ratio. God. Um, <laughs> I just, I think this one will come down to him. I just think he is the deciding factor in this one. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. Now, to your point about, obviously, the comeback player of the year and stuff like that, like I mentioned in, in our earlier episode, and I think you, you echoed it perfectly there, us saying that I, Joe Burrow deserves it more is not to take away what Dak has done this year. Obviously, in and itself, if, if it wasn't for both of them you know, coming back from nasty injuries... Dak had a disgusting injury. That was gruesome to watch. And he's come back, and like you said, you know, almost 40 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Dak's a, a talented guy. I think it's going to come down a bit more to the run game on this one because you have Zeke and you have Pollard. Um, Pollard has really stepped up this it year. Is. And that's, I also wanted to touch on that because <sighs> Zeke has just been. I, I this is You can't get me going on this because it makes me really angry because I've had him in fantasy football the last two years. And he's basically done nothing for me as like one of my first round picks, but he averaged less yards per carry this year. Given he had more, he had a lot more usage. Um, he only had two games over a hundred yards rushing all season, and I don't even think he. I don't think he was injured at all. I know. He, I know he said he had the injury that he was dealing with or whatever, but he just hasn't been the back and his stats have declined every single year basically he's not that guy that we knew coming out of college he's not that guy that he was in his rookie season and his second season and all another crazy stat six games this season he's going over 55 yards rushing only six games he's gone over 55 yards rushing and one was against the eagles backups last the cowboys have turned have started to turn to him less they have and they should because i think pollard has been a better back this I, year th this year Without a question, I think Tony Pollard was by far the better running back. Now, last year, obviously, the Cowboys had Zeke on a bit of a short leash. They they did. Um, last year, obviously, with the fumbles, he had that. That was a problem. He could not hold onto the ball last year. Um, he knew it. It was it was an open problem. It wasn't something that was, you know, trying to get masked, thrown an uninjured, whatever. He sucked. He couldn't hold onto the ball last year. I mean, that one game against, I think it was Washington, the Monday night or last year, um, he had three fumbles. Like it was, you know, and they were on, they were almost back to back drives. Two of them were back to back drives, and then he had a third one later on. Like he hasn't looked good, and ever since he had that holdout to sign the new contract, ever since he's come back, he's kind of been. I feel like I almost a bit biased saying this because you know my stance on the Cowboys. But well, most most 
rival, well, not even rival fans, just fans of football who aren't Cowboys fans have probably the same stance. Yeah. They're like the Yankees, right? Yeah, you don't love them, you hate them. But I th- I think, you know, they had him on such a short leash. And since he's come back from that contract, he hasn't been putting up the numbers he was prior to that when he was still under his rookie contract. That tends to hop- happen a lot too, right? Which like, it does, which contract. is fair enough. I mean, the dudes get paid and they, you know, that chip on their shoulder kind of goes away a little bit. But he's been consistently declining. Now, obviously, it's a bit of an interesting when you look at it and the fact that his numbers were relatively higher this year than they were last year. He finished with just barely broke 1,000 yards this year, 1,002. Last year, he had 979. Um, It's just interesting, the usage, too. I mean, Pollard got a lot more use this year, but Zeke still out-touched him a lot. Yeah. In the rush running game, at least. Um, And I think... um, I think... He kind of needs to be looked at next year and be like, you know what? I know he's taking a bunch of money, whatever, whatever. But is he the guy for the future, right? Like, I know he's still only 26, 27, however old Zeke is. But Tony Pollard was just very impressive this year. Um, And I think the Cowboys kind of need to look at what they want in the future. Yeah, I don't know. And it's a tough situation because I know, like, personally-wise, Dak and Zeke are, like, off the field. They're very close friends. So... It's an interesting dynamic you got to have there. The, the Cowboys, I know, like, face value, they shouldn't care. shouldn't make a difference here. You know, you're trying to build a football team here. It's a business. But at the same time, they got to be careful because Dak is their guy. He's their franchise quarterback. They want to keep him happy. I don't think he's going to be too happy if they decide to do something, you know, with Zeke. Now, I don't think they will. No. Yeah. But it could affect the dynamic they got, for sure. I mean, they got a good core there, right? They got, and that's something that I think the Niners are really going to struggle with this week with not a great secondary, um, just dealing with not only CeeDee Lamb, but Zeke and Pollard and um, and uh, Amari Cooper in the passing game. It's just going to be very difficult uh, to deal with. And I think that's where both defenses come, come yeah. into play. I know Dan Quinn stepped in this year. It was the Dallas defense was one of the things that people had question marks out of. There was no question. Well, because last offense, year they right? were Swiss cheese. Last yeah. year they were, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but they were minimum bottom 10. In but their offense was still good, especially under Dak. I know when Andy Dalton stepped in, it wasn't whatever. Well, they were losing. I mean, last year they were losing games that Dak put up 500 yards and 40 yeah. before he went down. Yeah, it was They were losing abysmal. games, you know, 50, 52 to 47, 46, where Dak was still putting, you know, there was a couple games at the beginning, first half of the season there, first five, six weeks. He put up over 500 yards and they were losing. So, I mean, that should tell you right there that what the problem was. And it was very evident what the problem was. Now, credit to them, they went out and they solved it. And they're top 10 in most defensive categories this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Micah Parsons is just... Well, did you see the they released the all... Uh, yeah, the all pro team. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been one of those guys, obviously. He, he, there's not much to say about him. He's been spectacular. Not only one of the, 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 the question marks for defensive rookie of the year, I think that should be pretty obvious, but also just defensive player of the year. Obviously, he probably won't win that over some other guys, but he could be in the conversation. Um, I mean, there's also Trayvon Diggs, who people love to say, I know, like he, I mean, there's two sides of the story, right? He has a bunch of picks, but he also has the most yards. I was going to say he's like yards and coverage. He's the worst in the league. But still, I mean, 
you throw him in an all pro team, you put him in the defensive uh, player of the year conversation. It's I like, don't know if he deserved to be in the all pro team. Now no, I know that I, 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 agree. I don't think he did. Like the fact is, is like, yeah, sure. He can have as many picks, but at the end of the day, you know, the receivers that he's guarding are, are, are pulling in these yards. It's also, he's being targeted because he can be targeted. That, that's the thing, right? You don't target, I mean, these great cornerbacks, you don't, or, or safeties or whatever, players in the secondary, you don't target them if you don't think you're going to get yards. Well, that's exactly right. it. Why does he have so many picks? Is because that's, he continues getting exactly. targeted these because he gives the up league, the yards. They don't, they don't have all those picks and look all flashy because they don't get targeted. You're going to target a guy who you know you can burn. So the numbers might be there. But in the other... Well, it's quarterbacks playing with fire. All those picks are quarterbacks playing with fire and teams taking the risk knowing, you know, the pros and cons of that way. You know what I mean? Like, I think the risk and reward ratio there was kind of displaced a bit simply because of the fact, like you're saying, they were targeting so much. Is it a risk because he can, you know, he, he he's quick with positioning in terms of if you throw a ball that's not positioned very well, there's a very good chance he picks it off. He's quick. He's athletic. But they're they're continuing to throw the ball because they know that he's giving up the yards. So I don't know. I I don't think he deserved to be on the All Pro team. Um, let's see. We got the defense here. So we got obviously It'll edge be, rushers T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. No doubt about that one. This is the All Pro team. Yeah, yeah. So it's the defense is T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, and Hayward as your uh, front four linebackers: Parsons, Leonard, and Campbell. Mm-hmm. That's I, I think that's a pretty pretty extraordinary feat for Parsons there. Parsons is a good player. It, it's really incredible to see kind of how... I mean, the guy looks like... You watch games of this guy playing, He you would think he'd be like a 10-year vet. It's crazy how professional... Oh, his his, 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 his football IQ is ridiculous. Yeah. He, the way he sees his vision is fantastic. And he can do so many things too, like yeah. that he's so versatile. Like he, you know... They didn't blush. He'll rush through that line. He'll blow past the O line, no problem. He'll blow past the tackle. He'll he'll fly. That, but then that, they can also is... they 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 trust him in coverage, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To cover those checkdowns, they trust him, no problem with that. Um, I, I think he's I think he's an insane talent, and to be on an All Pro in your rookie year, um, and obviously, like you said, he's not going to win it. But the fact the fact that he's not in conversation just for defensive rookie of the year, but like defensive player of the year, yeah. Well, he should be undisputed defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, most no, I mean, everyone's opinion, it should name be right? name who's better. No one, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to the Niners. I, I I've I've jotted this down. These two offensive lines have been great. I knew I know the big name for the Cowboys, Zach Martin. He's been great forever. Trent Williams this year stepping up in his position. Um, he's had the the highest ever uh, PFF for. I mean, he's allowed barely any pressures. Um, without him, that D line wouldn't be what. I said the O line wouldn't be what they are. And I know, I think the biggest thing for Dallas in this game is they have to get to the quarterback, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, uh, even Micah Parsons, and Randy Gregory as well. I just think it's gonna be difficult with a guy like that on the line and the O line that they have the other guys as well. Even though I think. I think that the Niners need to focus on the run game like they have all season if they have any chance of winning this game. They can't put the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands, assuming that he starts this week, and expect him to win it by throwing the ball. they got to get the ball into Diva Samuel's hands and the guys that they can trust in order to have any chance kind of 
in in scraping out of this one. It's just it's very difficult. For well, you me know what? That's what's good about Debo Samuel, though, is like he is such a utility player he's to so a certain degree. Right? Like, I mean, he's he's listed. He's a wide receiver. But I mean, they should throw a slash tailback in there. He th- he plays as many snaps out of out of the backfield as he yeah. Does. Like he's he's fantastic. I think Debo Samuel has played tremendous this year. Um, Jimmy, I know there's a lot of question marks around him in general for the future. What are they doing for the future? future? He's old now. I mean, not old. He's thirty. Older, relatively speaking, because they got, have Trey Lance on the wings. Yeah, Trey he's Lance got a two thousand. A year left in his contract. He's making a boatload of money. Never really been that guy that people expected him to be once he came from New England. I just, I wonder what you do with him next year. Do you keep him in and kind of... It is a tough situation because, like, is he playing poorly enough to get benched? No, I don't think so. Is Has Trey Lance proven himself enough to be given the starting job yet? I don't think well, so. I, I, the thing there too is I just don't know if he's had enough opportunity. Like, but I that's think exactly Jimmy it. G is a good game manager. He I don't think. Well, but I don't think Shanahan. And it's tough because of the type of season that they had because they were actually competitive for most of the season. Yeah. They. I mean, the division too that they're in is very difficult. Yeah. The, the fact that they were still competitive in a division like that is is very impressive. I, I, it, it's tough because it's like you want to see Lance get more opportunity. I think best case scenario. Um, you know, in in their eyes, they would have been able to play them both more, give you know, give Trey more opportunity to play that starting role, other than just filling in for Jimmy's injuries. They were obviously vocal about the fact at the start that Jimmy was still their quarterback. They said that he was their starter. Um, I I just I think they wish they would have been able to get Trey more reps because now they do have another year though. So I guess you could look at it that way. They do have another year on the contract. So they could next year theoretically just kind of try that same style in terms of getting them both in there, getting them both reps to eventually build Trey up to taking over, you know, the gauntlet. Mm. But is Jim, how much is Jimmy going to want to participate in that? You know what I mean? If he knows that the last year on his contract is just going to be him, you know, breeding, well, a second of Brookie, a second year Trey Lance, you know, how much he's not gonna really want to yeah, do that. I Who's gonna want to do that? Yeah. I mean who yeah, you never know, right? I mean, I said at the beginning of this one of this this matchup, I think Dak is the answer, and I do to whoever wins this game. Um but also both defenses, they gotta get to the quarterback. I know Nick Bosa has been impressive this year. They got impressive football players on both sides of the defense. It's just if those guys, if Ebucom, if Bosa cannot get to the quarterback, I think that Dallas really just blows them out of the water here. I think that wide receiver core is too good. Uh, I think all everything about the offense for Dallas is too good. The defense is impeccable. If they get out to any type of lead here, it's very difficult if the if, if the Niners are forced to pass the ball to kind of get back into this one. And that's why I'm going to take Dallas minus three in this one. If I could pick a lock. I would go with this. I, uh, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's tough to um, stop the bleeding from that Dallas offense. I think once they get rolling, they're a team that like is so built on momentum. I mean, in games that they're the offense just clicking, you know, they, they look in games that they look good. They're you're not stopping them. Yeah, I well, don't see I, that. I think happening. they have the most points for all year too. So it's not like you people. I mean, it's crazy to think you look at Dallas this year, anyways, and. 
I mean, the past previous years, it's been their offense has been the focal point. And you look this year and it's like, which is which do I worry about more? Right. Like their defense has been impeccable. Their offense has been crazy. It's just like a two And again, that's that's where the credit's Dan Quinn is owed, though, because yeah. last year their defense was was awful. And Mike McCarthy, too. I mean, like, this is a guy coming out of, who gets canned in Green Bay. Yeah. And then he comes into this, takes this job, and it's like a, a little while later, and he's done a really good job. He's built up arguably the, the most, most, like, overall successful team that Dallas complete, has seen in quite some time. Complete, I, I think it's yeah. the most complete team for sure. For sure. And it hurts my heart to say because it is Dallas. It is Dallas. Um what do you think spread wise uh see the spread's tough on this one i don't think i'd take the spread because it is so low Mm -hmm. because i'm not betting on dallas i will never bet on dallas um but i don't want to take um san fran at plus three like if i'm taking them at plus three i'm going for them to win the game and at that point i would just rather take their money line let's see what like let's see what their money lines at right now because yeah cowboys okay so plus three at minus 110 or hit their money line at plus 136 I think I think the 49ers can do it. I want to see them do it, and I think they're more than capable unless Dallas starts out hot, and then there's no way that the 49ers are stopping that. No, league. no. But I think the, I think the 49ers can do it. So I'm gonna t- I, I'm taking San Fran plus 136. Their money line. They're gonna win outright. Okay. Yeah. I'll go 27-17 as well in favor of Dallas. All right. That'll do it for the second edition of the Game 6 podcast. Alongside the Pod Fathers. I'm Evan Brewer alongside Stefan Luciani. We're hoping for a great weekend of football, Steph. I'm very excited. Yeah, as am I. This is uh, good. Thank you for for sitting through this with us and uh, and listening to us ramble on about about some good old just, football. Just football, yeah. Later on into into the podcast, once football season's over, we'll go through other stuff as well, um, other sports, just basic, basically anything we want to talk about. Anything our hearts desire. Anything our hearts desire. Uh, again, thank you for sticking with us. We'll be back next week with another episode. 